So good morning to the people in this area of the world. And good evening to those who are in England, Spain, and Switzerland. And good morning to anyone who's listening from Hawaii. So I'd like to start out with uh, 15 minutes of sitting, and then we'll chat together.
So hello, hello to everyone here in the Zendo and everyone online. It's great to see you all. Uh, I'd like to start with the four practice principles. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding the self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding the self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding the self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. In each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Okay, welcome, welcome. So Flint is offering a retreat in Hawaii this week. So I'm filling in for him today. So I uh, appreciate you all coming. Um, I'd like to offer uh, today a brief reflection from, um, from a book, 365 Nirvana, Living Every Moment in Enlightenment, compiled by Josh Barron. Um, it's an old book. I think it was um, <clears throat> published in 2003, but it's, it's a really great book. Um, it has a meditation for every day. Um, so the particular uh, meditation or reflection that I wanted to read, it's short, um, but it really got my attention. Maybe it'll get yours as well. <clears throat> It's called, Now Start Living. I would like you to break the habit of waiting. You have waited enough. You have already waited more than was needed. Now start living. And there is only one way to live, and that is to start now. There's no tomorrow. The only time is now. All tomorrows are imaginary. The past is memory. The future is imagination. Only this moment is true. And only this moment is the door to the divine. Immediately, you will see a new life happening to you. Osho. And this, the commentary is, do you see it? So um, the reason I chose this reflection um, is that immediately the first line caught my attention. It really, it really knocked me. Um, I would like you to break the habit of waiting. So, um, I, I noticed immediately that 
I'm guilty of waiting. I put a, I put a lot of things off. And um, the things that I tend to put off, I, I, uh, safety is a big issue for me. And so I'm kind of hesitant to move out of my safety zone, I have to say. Um, and so I wait. <laughs> and I, of course, I've realized over time that uh, you, if you're waiting for something to happen, you know, we really need to look at that. Are we waiting for something particular or are we just waiting? And what does the thing we're waiting for, what does it look like? Who does it involve? What are the conditions? And then some other questions came to me when I was thinking about this. What is holding me back? What, is, what holds us back? Is it fear? Is it vulnerability? Are we waiting for others to come forward when in fact we can come forward first? Do we think it has to look like this? Or does it have to look like that? And if we are waiting and not acting, we could end up waiting for an eternity with no results. That's a fact. So why put whatever it is we're waiting for off? Is it a question of money? And if it is a question of money, is that really true? I mean, how badly do you want to do this thing that you're waiting to do? And does it have to do with time? And is it true that we don't have the time? Now, if we have time to take vacation, surely we have time to do this thing we're waiting to do. And do I need others to do it? That's something to consider. Do I or, or do I not? So, I'll give an example from my life. <clears throat> um, I feel like I wait a lot and I wait in the safety of the Zendo. Not that a Zendo is a bad place to be, it's a great place to be. But if it's preventing you from doing what you really do, I mean, do you need to spend that much time that you can't take time to do the thing that you really are waiting to do in your life? It's just questions, questions to ask, things to consider. So I also tend to be quite busy. And, and most of the things that I do are, um, you know, they're, they're good things. I try to be helpful. Um, I try to be useful. But sometimes I forget the enjoyment, the joy of just 
doing something that just makes you so happy you just want to laugh out loud. And one shouldn't wait for that. One should make time for that. That's what I think. One of the, one of the little things that I like to do, that I don't do, I'm starting to do, is dancing. I love to dance. I have one, I loved to dance for many, many years, and I used to dance quite a lot. And I've stopped, and, and one of the reasons, of course, is COVID. COVID has something to do with it. But I've noticed that mm, my going out into the world and doing things is still, I'm still in COVID mode. And it's not because I'm afraid of COVID anymore. I mean, you can wear a mask or you can do things outside. You can kind of get the round of the COVID thing. It's not, for most people, it's not as dangerous as it once was. For some it is. So I was pondering all this and I was thinking about the dancing and, you know, I have so many ideas in my head about you know, uh, do I have to go with someone else? I mean, don't I have to come with someone else? I mean, isn't that necessary? Well, not really. <laughs> it's safe to go. There's some places where you can go where there's people of all ages and it's just a low-key place like Central Market. It's a market here that's got a big community of people that just show up for a band. I happened to be there because I was visiting with a friend and then the music started and I just had to stay and then I had to then I had to dance because who could not once you're there. But it, it really was interesting to realize I've been putting that off for some reason. I think we do that with a lot of things. And it's it's kind of crazy. But again, I think there's a lot of fear and vulnerability we carry around certain things that we really enjoy doing. We put such limitations on it and limitations on ourselves. So why do we deny ourselves? Maybe it's time to connect with that joyful part of ourselves and give it some room to express, bring it into a community of people dancing, bring it into a community of dancers. And then it can wake up parts of ourselves that have been dormant for a while, especially due to COVID. I think it's time. It also may be due to some reservations that we have or disconnection. And again, I was talking about fear or concern about what others think. Another part of me holds back I already said this, but holds back because I'm too busy. don't have time for it. I have to get my chores done. And it's a never-ending list. But it's, the situation is that all work and no play honestly makes for a pretty dull time. The balance is off. And that can make us feel lifeless or just blah. So what do we do? We stop waiting, we take that chance. We just take a chance. And we put ourselves on the edge, we try something new, or we rekindle our love 
of certain activities that we love and find it in your body and go for it. Just try it out. And we become alive. And particularly if we're doing it in community. Not necessarily this community, but the community with which you are participating. So it's time. It's time to be alive. To use that life energy to bring joy and aliveness into our life now. Because we never know how long we have. It's also time, maybe, to share conversations with people we love that we haven't had. We've always, for some reason, pushed it off to the side, thinking, ah, that's a difficult decision. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do it next time. But it's time. Take advantage of this opportunity for intimacy and being alive. So, if anyone has any thoughts about that that they would like to share or any comments about that or anything, feel free to come forward. Uh, we have Chris. Hi, Chris. Okay. There you go. You need to press the button, Chris. Thank you. I kept getting host is not allowing people to unmute. <laughs> okay. Hi, Laurie. It's been a while. Yeah, it's nice to see you. It's good to see you too. Also glad to see, I didn't realize that people are still coming in person to the Zendo for inquiry. I didn't, uh, I didn't well, know that. It's not normal. Today, oh, okay. it, it was a, it's Kim's birthday today. And so um, there were some people that are gonna take him out for lunch. And so they all came over here. So, okay. There's the story. Okay. Um, it strikes me how much of my waiting has to do with fear, um, fear of failing either because I, I can't do something or I change my mind or, um, I'm, I'm too tired, um, fear of being judged or not accepted um, with what's going on, fear of appealing, of appearing foolish. Uh, you know, I've got, I've got one giant basket of fears that I can, that I can reach into. And um, how much, how much freedom there is when I'm able to, um, when I'm able to release those fears, even if it's just temporary, but that really seems to be the biggest thing 
that um, that keeps me waiting. Yeah. How was it to how was it to raise your hand? Um, that was that was fine. Um, I've been practicing with this community a long time, and I've um, I've, I've made myself open and vulnerable and foolish a lot of times. And <laughs> so I, I, I'm okay doing that here. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's good. So how, how is it that you can drop the fear? I mean, you're, you're comfortable, is there? I, I happen to be in a time where I've just released a lot of fear. And that's that's a wonderful thing, but in you know I don't know I don't know how that's going to play out. And in the day to day that I'm used to, um, often I have to just push myself. And um, I like uh, I like the definition of courage that I heard once. Courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> and in my case, it's often feeling the tiredness and doing it anyway. Um, and, and that's hard to do. Um, you know, pushing myself is a little like, I'm getting annoyed at the business about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps because how the heck do you do that? <laughs> and um, you know, this this feels a lot the same. How do I push myself when it's hard to push myself? So that's um, that's that's a day in day out thing. And yet, and yet, you've you've done a lot. Chris, you've completely changed your career. And so it seems like you have evidence that when you're determined and you can, you can push through, even though it's hard. Well, okay, that's interesting. Yes, I do have that evidence, but um, I, I'm so used to, I, I have such a fixed idea of myself and kind of, I feel kind of stuck in expectations of myself. Um, oh, I just know I'm going to fail at this like I failed so many times before. And in that moment, completely excluding the probably larger body of all the successes that I've had. So that's a, um, that's a really limiting and unkind self-talk that I have. Yeah. So I guess it's made me down to what do you really want? Well, that's maybe the hardest. 
that, I mean, you don't have to make an you don't have to make a decision forever, but just to take the step forward. What is it that you want? Yeah. And just hold the fear. Just hold the fear. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah, it's it's uh you wanna be with the fear right now for a moment? Yeah. yeah. So tell me about it. What does it feel like? What does it look like? What color is it? Where is it in your body? It's in my chest. I'm not getting an impression of color or form or any other attributes. It's, it's still right here, right behind my breastbone. It's expanding a little bit. Is there any sense of heaviness or lightness or? It's a little bit of a clenching, ah, okay. um, a tightness, definitely not as much as I'm used to. So right now I'm, I'm not, the fear is not as intense as I tend to experience. Okay. So are there any images associated with that? <clears throat> There's, there is a, a vague image. It's, it's not, I can't really discern anything. It's more like something that's mostly obscured by a fog. And it's, um, oh, it's, it's kind of that, mix of gray and white that you get in a morning fog. So can you talk to this, this fear? And just ask it what it's afraid of? It's telling me that it's, um, that it's, it's really not feeling very intense right now. It's, it's very comforted and grateful that I'm seeing it. Ah, there we go. Yeah. And it's, um, right now it's mostly about fear of rejection. Yeah. So is, so once you start seeing this, you know that you're witnessing it, you are not the fear, right? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So can you, um, can you take care of that fear? Can you tell it that you're, it's okay? That you'll take care of it? 
Yes, actually, I it, it seemed I, I think it got there a step ahead of you saying that because it's 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 calming down, it's softening, it's um uh it's not as fearful. I it almost seems like it's ready to lie down and sleep. Sure. Yeah. So you might want to just kind of let it do that. Hold that, hold it. I would consider this a part. Hold that part. Yeah. yeah. Hold that part and just comfort it. Just comfort it. I put my hand on my on my chest and the fear the fear knows that it it feels that I'm I'm there with it I'm on its side I'm not not judging or condemning just being there and noticing and being kind yeah So it can trust you to be kind to it. Yes. It'll settle down. Yes. So that's good information to have. Yes, it sure is. So what would the what would that part say if if you um, said you would talk to it more often, maybe kind to it regularly. I, I do say that pretty often to parts and I, but then I'm not good with follow-up. And so rightly, they're not very trusting of that. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm setting in my mind the intention to check in with this fear um, when I'm going to go into a situation that, that would activate it. Yeah. Um, but this has been really nice contact. And um, I, I think I'm going to remember a lot more easily to do that, to connect with it. Yeah be a very good uh, practice to do regularly so that it, you know you became friends you know you're the you're the care, care, caretaker so it doesn't get all has to make it up all fearful and be right. out, you know there's a whole group of parts that that i've done really well with that way but this is a part i haven't seen before and there's one other who's still um, amped up, and I haven't. You know, we, I, I visit with him. He's a, mm, I guess, like a fourteen-year-old and kind of high-strung mm. and defiant, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, he doesn't trust me that much yet. Yeah, I think- and, and I have a hard time remembering to check in. Yeah. 
Well, the thing about parts is if you don't pay attention to them, they'll, they'll make a lot of noise. And they do. You're, you're going to suffer from all that noise. So you're better yeah. off kind of making a pact of saying, you know, I'm going to deal with this one today and, or at this time and do it, you know. It, yeah. It's not something you're going to do automatically. You need, it's like any sort of practice yeah. or exercise. You just start doing it and try to do it every so often and see how it goes. Make sure you build this okay. relationship. Take care of it. Yeah. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Chris. It's a delight to see you. You too. We have Joel coming to sit beside you next. Joel, so nice to see you. Ah, now I can unmute. Okay. Hi, Laurie, how nice to see you. And thank you so much for, the, for bringing up this, this uh, thread of, of things to talk about. And to Chris, Chris, you said everything I wanted to say at the beginning. Uh, I, I want to just add that I, I really appreciate you, that you both took the time to bring clarity to a fog, you know, yes. to to be able to reach out uh, to a part or parts or, or, or whatever that I don't know, this is such difficult work to try and do on your own. Chris was saying the thing about it's, you know, a part that doesn't seem to believe him very much. You know, I have those parts very much so. And it really makes a difference to be able to share what's going on in real time with someone who cares. Um, I, I just I feel that very strongly. I have I have all sorts of things that I distract myself from. And one of the big ones is I have a relative who's in a very, very difficult health situation. He's aged and has a severe um, health situation. And I've been avoiding calling him uh, and coming up with distractions because I have no idea what to say. What can I say? I hope you're doing well. I, I, that doesn't seem adequate to the situation. That doesn't seem appropriate. And, and, I, and I can only come up with with kind of conventional things to say. Um, and I, I'm not asking for advice on that. Uh, there's, uh, it, it, well, I'm not exactly asking for advice on that, but I just wanted to acknowledge it in this forum where you have brought up this very crucial matter. I, I've been um, uh, facilitating the precept group, precepts group for this year, and our, our subject that we discussed last Sunday uh, brought up a lot of very rich discussion was the the one that is phrased by Diane Rosetto as keeping a clear mind or fostering a clear mind um, and it you know it starts with not taking drugs or not selling drugs and not take, you know confusing your mind with alcohol and so on but but she focuses really on the issue of clarity and what it, what is it to have a clear mind and um, all of my life, kind of like what Chris was saying, all of my life, fear has felt like home. You know, just an easy place to slide into and let myself be distracted from and, and to avoid 
uh, taking actions that could be beneficial to myself and to others. So. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like to address that if I could. Thank you. Say one thing about that. Um, I, I honestly believe that, that it's, all, it's, a, it's a matter of meeting. It's a matter of meeting these fears or whatever the emotion is and thoroughly feeling them so that you understand them really understand them you know if not how they came up just what it's like to be that energy or that part or whatever just really understand it and once you get there you can't help you can't help but feel empathy that feel compassion i mean it's just a automatic thing once you feel the way it feels, once you really get it in your body. And it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to hit these places on your own sometimes because it, it's scary, it's um, painful, you know, it's all of that stuff. So sometimes it's, it's good to have another person to work with. But I, I really think that that's, that's been my experience, really meeting things, just meeting them so much that it's just you feel the whatever they feel to the point where you say, okay, I get that. I understand why you feel that way. Ah, I'm sorry you had that burden. And then, then becomes the coming together. And one is the part, and one is the adult taking care. And that's, I don't know, I found that very, very useful. It's probably not the only way, but it's certainly a way I think it works. Well, I just want to say thank you for for this exploration. It's very moving to me. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. And we have Serenity next. Serenity. You'd have to put your camera on Serenity if, to bring you forward unless you want to talk from there. Thank you. Thank you, Hi there. There I go. I'm unmuted now. Um, it's good to see you. I, yeah, thank you. It's uh, great to be here. Um, I think I have I'm in the process of making fear my friend because it's my, you know, we, I went through probably almost two years of getting ready to go on the road and be full-time living in a van um, and moving around every place on, you know, not every day necessarily, but at least a couple times a month, I move someplace else that I've never been, you know, and that fear becomes then your friend, you know, you get to see the holes in the fear and you get to see where having fear can be your friend, because if your gut tells you, you need to get in, you know, start the van and go someplace else, you can start the van and you go someplace else. Um, but it was, you know, a, a end process of 
dealing with my own health issues and spending six months at least getting up every day and you know all I had to do was feed the dogs and take care of the dogs and make sure I ate at least one meal and that's about all I managed for six months um, and working with you know that depression which some people define as sort of anger turned inward and I think part of that is angry that you know you're so fearful that you don't do stuff and you can't reach out and you have to ask for help none of which I'm good at <laughs> and I think that you know making fear my friend has been a process where you know I'm not alone because I have my fear and in uh, fear is my friend and a useful friend and when you know fear doesn't get out of hand because it's the only thing I have I don't know if that makes any sense but you know sometimes when all you have is fear and maybe anger and a few other things then you you don't get to choose things but I gave myself permission to choose to do something and if I don't like it I can choose something else you know I'm not locked into a box anymore of well you know you don't get into the endless committee meeting in your head of well you can't do that because of this and you can't do that because of that and you know the endless 10,000 things that your brain thinks of or your mind thinks of, of why you ought not do something and it's been an incredibly freeing process to go through to be able to you know wake up in the morning and choose where you're going and have a plan and go there and if something else interrupts it well you get to choose something else you know in that moment so you know it's been an incredible process it sounds wonderful and it does sound very very freeing particularly when the alternative is so fraught and i i love that um what you're saying about finding the holes in the fear that's beautiful that's really great thank you yeah thanks for bringing this topic up because it lets me really think about how I got to where I am today. You know, and, um, it probably took me five years at least to get everything in place. Yeah. And it brought me also to Appamata because part of my journey was meeting someone who was also a Zen practitioner, actually a group of a group and an individual and then I happened to find Appamata and here I am on this part of the journey, you know, learning to have community, which is something I haven't had. So, well, I can say we've really been enjoying having you uh, in the morning. It's just been great. I really appreciate it. So thank you. I know we're almost no, go ahead. Um, I'm so grateful to everyone who has shared because it reminded me that what is a part that is an impediment for some is also an energizer for others. Um, I know that I personally work from 
fear and anger for so many years. And those are very energizing emotions and very destructive as well as beneficial. They can have both sides. Um, I also know that I'm learning to work from fatigue and rest. And although they don't appear as energizing, they are energizing in their own way. So for me, what's been helpful in working with my parts and my energies is to look at that particular energy and see whether under all the cover of hopefulness, it's actually destructive and so on. So I, I just love that we've heard about different parts and different emotions because it's very easy to put as we do so often in life, something in a box and it doesn't fit in that same box all the time. Correct. So thank you. Thank you. So I, I think we're at time. Is that right? Um, yes. Okay. So let's just do the, um, the rope chant and then we'll close them down. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, everybody. And um, thank you, Laurie. A part of me feels a lot more settled after that offering. So <laughs> thank, you. thank you so much. And um, if you'd like to offer Diana to Laurie, please do go to appamada.org forward slash contribute and you'll find a place there to, to put in the box who you'd like to your contribution to go towards. And if any of you would like to continue to talk about the what Laurie's begun, then please do stay right where you are, pop yourself into gallery view and I'll join you in just a moment. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, everybody in the Zendo. Thank you and for being manager. Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>